Wake up, wake up, ghetto children. It's your girl, Jess. Jess, be real, and welcome back for another dope episode of Jess Be Real Podcast. I'm glad y'all chose to tune in for another week because I got one of the illest and the realest joining me today. Y'all probably tired of me chatting, so let's get real. So today we have the amazing Dr. Salisha Thompson kicking it with us today. Hey, Dr. Salisha. Which sounds Hello. weird to say because I don't address you as Dr. Salisha. It's just weird. You can call me Salisha. I know. I know. But even still, calling you Salisha even sounds a little because I don't even call you Salisha. For real, for real. So. All right. You call me Leisha. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. But for the, well, for the well, listeners. <laughs> well, for the listeners, it's Dr. Salisha. Yes. Because she earned that. Respect it. If you read the book, you'll find out the real details on how she progressed on that journey to get to the doctor. Listen, I got the student loans to prove it. Hey, don't we all? I'm just waiting on Biden, sis. Oh, uh, hello? Because I'm still, I'm still waiting for that myself. Like, hey, you, Kamala, what's what's going on? What's the holdup here? Like, what's 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 the tea? What's the tea? So, to jump right in, given that you are Dr. Salisha, who is Dr. Salisha? Amazing question. I'll just read my bio. Uh, I grew up in Harvey, Illinois, into a musical family. My father is Seal Johnson, a blues and soul singer, and my sister is Selena Johnson, R&B singer, talk show host, Grammy nominated. You know her. Um, I'm a breast cancer survivor. I'm an angel mom, educator, entrepreneur, entertainment agent, and I'm an executive producer. Um, Period. Full time. At Berkeley College, I teach in the School of Business. Um, I've taught over, right now, probably 10,000 students. Um, I've coached and managed more than 160 clients. I've worked with tons of people, major networks, minor networks, indie labels, record labels, corporations in many capacities. Um, So I'm an author. I have a bachelor's degree in economics, an MBA, and a doctorate degree. So, I mean, if you want to know anything more, I do a lot of things. Oh, oh, I just launched my second company called Dr. Salisha Productions. Yes. And I'm excited about that because that's um, a company that's going to do a lot of TV, film, media, and things of that nature. And I'm just really, I've been really blessed. God has blessed me. Um in so many ways that I don't even know if I deserve it. Child, Child, that's all of us. That's all of us. But nonetheless, as y'all heard, the bio is very extensive. Okay, I, first of all, she had me at the bachelor's in economics because that was my Achilles heel all through college, even in my master's program. So kudos to you on that one. Like accounting's any different. Look, listening to me, like accounting's any different. Like it's not a struggle for accounting. Accounting is a nightmare. Uh, and I chose that as a major and did a master's for what? I don't know. I, I just, I just, listen. But nonetheless. I got a C in accounting. I got a C in economics. Oh, I got a C in accounting. I was, I was an accounting major. Switched immediately when I got that C. Now, I could have done better, but I got that C because I partied that whole semester. So that could have been part of it. I took an economics class, got an A, and was like, oh, this is my pet. This is my field. This is who I should be. And you know <laughs> I was, what? I was getting up there. I was like in my third, fourth year. And I was like, uh, girl, you got to get out of here. So I'm like, economics. And see, mine's the opposite. Accounting, I was like, hey, I'm getting A's. 
Great. Statistics, no problem. Economics, macro, micro. Whoa, slow down, little red Corvette. Not me. Doesn't work. We don't blend. We don't. Yes, it's the same kind of, it's a different concept, but. Yeah, I just don't know. I just feel like accounting was easier for me. I don't know why. Maybe because the whole debits credits thing was just easier to maneuver through the journal entries. I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't. True. And I think after reading your book, which we will get to deep delve into. Uh, yeah, I re I read that. You were going through a little crisis trying to figure out the majors in school. You know, trying to keep switching, switching, switching. Sis, I had six majors. And so I tell any college student, first of all, the fact that they want you to declare a major as a freshman is stupid. You don't even know who you are as a human. So you should declare your major or even think about a major later in your journey. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe the third, fourth year. Because you don't know. You should be able to take and try some different classes and stuff like that. Agreed. Six majors. And, you know, so that's one thing. And then you're going to switch careers. You know, you're still young. So you're going to have a whole other career. In 10 years, I'm going to be like Jess and somebody else. By then, I'll be 40. So hopefully, I look as fabulous as you. Because this, I wish y'all could see her skin. It's just glowing, honey. It's just giving <laughs> everything that it needs to give. Okay? It's giving everything that needs to be given, honey. It's glowing. It's just this. The light is hitting it all nice. It's just, it, I wish y'all could see it. It's glowing. She's just glowing over here. And you know, fab in her 40s, honey. It's probably, it's probably sweat, boo. But I don't know. Just, and this is what we go through. She just can't take the compliment. This is just her. This is this is normal. Normal conversations are like this. All right. Okay. Thank you, Jess. Right, I'm glowing. <laughs> so if I'm in love. Uh, uh, ooh, what's we are here? First of all, I and that's another thing with this book. I'm like, she was in a relationship before the pandemic hit. I, where, where, where was I? Did I miss the memo? Like, hey, this is how y'all know I was really into this book. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to say like, dang, this was microwave. Like. One minute it was done. That was it. <laughs> That's really what happened. It was a microwave relationship. Press one minute, express, and it was finished. That was it. It was like a year and some change. Wow. And the last I had seen you in 2018, we, you were just recently single. So it's just like I clearly missed right. the ball. So, and I'm glad you said that because I probably jumped into another relationship too quick. Um, and I learned a lot about myself. Um, with that relationship, I learned a lot about people. Um, I learned a lot, a lot about narcissistic personalities. Ooh, baby, talk about it. Talk about it, because I have a narcissistic ex that just won't leave me alone. I just don't understand. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a personality disorder. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, yeah. So I, I studied it, and so I learned a lot about myself too. I learned I had codependency issues. I started therapy too, so. Um, we love to I'm hear a it. Romantic. I'm in love with love, and I'm a hopeless romantic. So I am in another relationship right now. <laughs> another relationship. Yes. You know what? Cue's music. Cue Selena Johnson. Another is that relationship. What this is about. Is about? I will not debut him. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, we know you look move like the G and Lasagna, real silently. So we don't expect to see a debut of this man. Harpo, who this man? We don't expect to see this man. Because clearly we didn't see the one before him. So we don't expect to see a debut. <laughs> okay. Because all we know to social medias is that we know that you work, you're grinding, and that's all we know. And I kind of, and I'm not even in disagreement with you not debuting him though. Because I mean, private, private's more, more of the speed at this present moment. Because a moment, but we'll see how this goes. I know. Because people got too much time on their hands being in this panini. So everybody be trying to be everybody's business. So I don't blame you. Okay. 
It's no, like, mind the business that pay you. That's one of the lessons, one of the lessons too, is, um, you know, because bef- before my ex, I had a, my ex-ex. So that was a nine and a half year relationship. So I talk about that a little bit in the book. And I didn't want to give any of the men too much in, you know, right. space in the book. But they are a part of my journey when you talk about my book, The Resilience Factor, How to Face Adversity, Trauma, and Tragedy Like a Superhero. When you talk about that, when I talk about those things, I have to talk about relationships. Because like Omar, my ex-ex, you know, that was nine and a half years. Everybody knew Omar. And, um, you know, he also was the father of my our the child that I lost, mm-hmm. that I lost. So, you know, I had to put him in there and talk about it. I didn't want people to think, "Oh, how do you conceive? What do you marry?" Right, immaculate conception. <laughs> <laughs> what are you married? Okay. Hello. So, so yeah, that is, that's an important thing, and I want women to be okay with being comfortable with their journeys and talking about past relationships. And I know all the mistakes I made in all my relationships. And that's I big to acknowledge. Things. That's big because a lot of people aren't able to do that, I feel. Or even, I feel like even with me growing up, I've realized in my relationships, I realized my toxicity factor where I played a part from my childhood and inner child. And it's like to say that was big. It's like, okay, therapy really is working because you're able to admit your contributions and how toxic you were and played your part in this. Right. So I think that's major. that's, That's important. So, would you say there's any... Well, let me say one more thing. I think that's important that, like, you just you just said something very powerful. Um, I'm just... Um, you just said something very powerful. Can you admit your toxicity in relationships? Can you admit the things that you brought to the table that weren't right? And, and, and not to say that you're a bad person. Right. But... Um, and then, how do you overcome it? That's that. Yeah. Right. Where's the resilience factor? You see what I did there? <laughs> How did you bounce back? How did you bounce back? So before we deep delve into that, is there any difference between Dr. Salisha and Salisha? Because I feel like there's so many hats you wear. I I just feel like Dr. Salisha, in my mind, is more of the professor, the businesswoman. Um, I think, yes. So there's a couple sides to me. I mean, you know, um, there's a couple sides. So Dr. Salisha, the professor, well, actually, my students call me Dr. Thompson, Professor Thompson or Dr. Thompson. And so um, I do think that um, there is a difference because you got the professor me, even though I still crack jokes and I'm a little crazy. My students know I'm crazy. But, you know, then you got my the side this Leisha with my sisters and people that know me, know me where I, I might be a little ghetto and throw a couple of curse words. <laughs> Dr. Salisha online that is this, uh, this looks like a person that is a serial entrepreneur, that she's just doing it all. Um, so I, I do have different sides of me. Not everybody gets everything. And then you have the girlfriend, Salisha, which is, I am just so, I am <laughs> a hopeless romantic. And uh, I trust people a little bit too much. But, you know, I'm a fun girlfriend, I think. Um, you know, so there's different sides of me. And I think that's important, too. That's why I call my book, um, that's why I have superhero in my subtitle. Because I'm a superhero. I think I'm Wonder Woman. What about you? For me, I don't even know as a superhero. Who's somebody? I would say Thing. Not because of, but Fantastic Four Thing. Because I feel like I'm always protector. And, like, I'm always grounded. I'm rock solid. So it's hard to kind of just break me. There might be some cracks, but it's hard to kind of just break me. But I'm always ready. To go ahead and go to war if it has to be, if it comes to it. 
That was. That's deep. That's deep. I, you know, I think everybody has a superhero in them. Um, maybe you're Catwoman. Ooh. <laughs> she would try to give me Catwoman. Given she is a finer woman, she trying to be I'm funny. Sorry, she trying to be I'm funny. Sorry, I'm she trying to, even given she's a fighting woman, because this is a normal conversation that always comes up out of nowhere. Because Jess is a Delta, you know. So if y'all didn't know either, she is a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Talks about yeah, that subtly in the book, that. you know. How you gonna forget that when you just celebrate? You just crossing the hundred year club. How you gonna forget something like that? How you gonna tell the people? In my bio, I'm tripping. You real tripping. Because you seasoned in the game in that Greek world. So I don't know how you forgot that. You seasoned. Yeah, you seasoned. It's in her book, though, guys. But I do agree. I feel like everybody has a different... I like... I Even with me, there's Jessica and there's Jess. And then there's the ones my line sisters know. Because that's... She's 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 a mess. She's TTG. She's, there's a little... Mm, you know? But, like, Jess is pretty much family. Like, or anybody who knows me. Like, you know, Jessica's professional. That's more of the... You don't know me like that, so don't call me Jess. We're not on that type of terms, but we're going to keep it strictly right. professional, so we can, you can say Jessica, you know, whatever, but if I really don't rock with you, I'll make you say my whole government, Jessica Shoulders Whitehead. Take, we're going to add the last names. Address oh, me as such. Address me as such. <laughs> Address me as such. That's what I'm saying, but that's why people normally call me Jess, because my name was always so long, the ICA always got cut off on attendance, so I just went by Jess. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a... Is that is that your real last name is it, or is it hyphenated? Not even hyphenated. It's literally two different last names. My mother only had gave me my father's last name for child support reasons. And she, after that, I really ain't really used it like that when she got her payout. It's really just Jessica Shoulders. <laughs> love my father. Dad, I love you still. But, uh, right, right, right. But, you know, that, that last name, you got enough lineage carrying that last name. So we're going to let that, let that be what it be. But, yes, my whole government, people are like... Okay. How you have 45, 50 letters just to say your whole name? I said, girl, don't even worry about it. Just just say Jess. Don't even. whole thing is definitely Jess. Yeah, that's all we have. So you have been a professor and brand strategist and manager in the entertainment industry for a while now. I'm sure resilience was necessary in every aspect of these areas. When is the moment you recall that they have? Yeah, I, okay, that's a very good question. You know, if you get my book, The Resilience Factor, <laughs> I do tell some stories. Um, I'm working on the second book to tell more of the music business stories because I think that's, I think that'll be interesting. And I just, I guess. And I've been waiting for that, especially after reading your first book, Rhythm Without Blues. Yeah, y'all should go get that one. She has a whole package deal going on on, on her website. Y'all should go get that so y'all can tap in and see what I'm talking about. Little bundle box. Okay. And you get a mug. Hello. You know. So I do think all three were used. Um, you know, where I've had, were you saying I had to be resilient at any point in my career? Or what do you say? Right? At any point in your career where it could be where it's just where you recall a memorable time where it's like without this resilience, I might have oh. just would have lost it. That's 2013. After when I when I um, found out I had, my daughter's heart stopped and it was a stillborn. She was stillborn. I needed to muster up all the strength from baby Jesus, his cousins, <laughs> and all of the disciples, okay? Because I was in the middle of 
a project with Selena and Music Soul Child called The Nine Album. Mm, I remember that album. That was drama around that with the producer, and then it was other people drama, and it was just a mess. And, um, you know, I just was like, this is, uh, yeah, I don't even know how, because I kind of took an inactive role as Selena's manager at that time. And she brought in Primary Wave, and I don't know if you guys remember, Lakeisha Orange started uh, managing the, her. Mm-hmm. And I was just booking, you know, doing a little stuff on, because I just was like, I'm not over it. Because you could go, 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 and then something like this happens to you, and then it's like, you ain't got shit to show for it. And this is also, wasn't this also the time when they were recording R&B Divas too? So this was like pretty oh much public. It was public. Like I, re- I distinctly remember that episode where it was kind of like when that happened. It was just like, well, damn, that's deep. Right. We were, getting ready, we were getting ready to film, and I had to, I had to tape it. I had to. T- they asked me, did I want to talk about it and tape it? And um, I did because I'm a transparent person. But it was very difficult. I remember that it was very difficult. I was so nervous, and. I just remember having a conversation with one of the producers, Treva. Shout out to Treva. She's doing her thing now over there with Mona Scott. And she was just like, she gave me some very encouraging words. And, you know, that's, it's, it's just, we're all, I think, as women, women black women, mm-hmm. and black men, I think black people in general, we have this thing called black resilience. Yep. It's in our DNA. And we're always forced to be, um, to be, we're always forced to dig deep and pull out that resilience factor because it um, it's what gets us through. I mean, it's, how, how the hell we survive? Hello, transgenerational trauma. Hello, how do how do we make it? How are we making Hello. it? That Hello. is the question. Everybody else getting reparations, Everybody but us. But okay, but that's fine. Go ahead. But you turn on the news and somebody getting shot by a police officer and all this stuff. So it's. It's just really, really unfortunate. And, uh, you know, black women, black men, we just got to stick together. Um, we got to try hard. To yeah. Stick together. Just in general, you know. But I definitely feel you. Because um, there's an excerpt in your book that caught my attention. Um, I lived in fear for the first half of my life. Fear of not finding love. Fear of loss. Fear of not fulfilling my true pur- purpose and passion. I feared flying. I feared heights. I was even afraid of fear. I was like, ooh, that, that touched. Ooh, that, that was a little, little like an Ayala moment. Like, okay, you trying to fix my life real quick in this one little, one little uh, for, uh, introduction? Sis, I was so, I was just afraid of everything. And then there was a moment, like, after I lost the baby, it was a lot of things opened up. I would just be, and I have my little prayer before I get on a plane and just be like, it is what it is. Cause it's like the worst right. thing happened. Like, more for me. <laughs> um, just feared everything. And um, you can't live like that. I think that's what impacts how resilient we are as well. So you got to fight through the fears. You got to work through that because you can block, um, you can block your recovery. Mm. You can block your recovery. That's facts. Cause after that, and reading this part, this is this what hit. This is what hit home. It oh was, God! Oh no! The I, the moment I realized you can't spend your whole life in fear was when death drew close. I was like, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was afraid of death because I wasn't truly living. I was like, wait a minute, is she being a po- is this a prophecy? Listen here, who told you to be in my life? Who told you to be in my life? Because. <laughs> 
And I said, wait, and I didn't even get past, I, and this is when I was, when I told y'all I couldn't put this book down, I wasn't lying. That's real talk, though. Think about it, because for me, death was close. Like, I literally had death inside me. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said, this is real poetic. Yeah. Lisa went deep with this one, because I literally sure. took it in the figurative and the physical. I'm like, wow. Come on, I said she did something with that one right there. That's why that's bookmark. I got that highlighted. Yes, ma'am. I sure did. Cause I pre-ordered my book, y'all. I wasn't like y'all late folks. I pre-ordered my book. I was waiting diligently for this book to release. That's a real. That's a real thing. And I, th I, I would. I'm glad you read that part. I'm glad you. It resonated with you. And I hopefully when people read this book, they they read that and because think about it, like. And I also had God spoke to me not too long ago. Um, it was interesting because I had this 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 feeling. I'm just like something ain't right. And then when he came to me and was like, "Just just you got to live," I, you know. And this is recently because again, you get caught up in hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. I, you gotta stop and like, wait a minute. Okay, let me just live. Like you're not living. I can't explain it. You know what I'm saying? I get what you mean. It's kind of like you're going through the motions. And it's like, I'm moving, right? but where am I really going? Where am I just going to be still? Go take a walk outside, green trees, this over here, this. Like embrace what's like already here. around you. Right. Right. I feel you. Because I feel like recently I've gotten lost and God spoke to me and was like, you just need to be still for a second. Like, take in what you already have around you. Just exhale and relax. Like... Don't let don't don't get so caught up in the hustle and bustle that you forget like you still have to be a human being and embrace your you know what I'm saying embrace yourself like just love on yourself. Yeah, that's part of resilience too. So I don't know how far you're in the book, but at the towards the end there is a journal. Oh yeah, I I was so, gonna bring that up too because you know that's right before. You I, know, I think the journal is important. Um, I think self-discovery is important. I love journals. I love all types of things where I can sit and reflect. That's major for me because I loved how you discussed journaling in the book because I've been doing that since 20, 2002. Um, after I, I was raped, that was like my mm. go-to. Oh so like I literally still have journals from when I started journaling when I was 12 all the way up till now because I still journal like every day. Um, and it was major to the you were raped at 12. Mm hmm. My god, today by a family member, dirty dog bastard. Who, child, that's a whole situation where when we came into contact, I didn't know what was gonna happen last year, but something to me just kept what? my cool. They live in Charlotte. So you never addressed it, and think now let's talk about resilience. You never addressed that that person but the family knew it was this something the family the family didn't find out literally till last month the family just found out last month my mom didn't find out until three years ago because i was so afraid to mess up again the black result you know the black the black you know what happens in the house that don't never so it's like okay well who's gonna really believe me so my, my cousin was like you should have said something and i'm like eh, i don't know because i feel like because that was your nephew you wasn't about to really take heed to what I was saying because he was literally how you raised him. So I feel like 
She was like, I would have killed. I was like, yeah, everybody says that now because it's been 18 years later. But I feel like 18 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. I feel like the whole family dynamic would have been. He's only a year older than me. Okay. Does he acknowledge? Oh, when he came up to me, sis, he just spoke to me as if nothing happened. That's what got me. So I'm like, oh, yeah, there's something deeper within you, and I've already forgiven you. But it's just like, I, that was my first encounter one-on-one in a social setting, really, being us not being around family. It's just like, ugh, why are you talking to me? Why are we even right, interacting? But it's, again, we talk about resilience and trauma and tragedy. So he probably has trauma because that means he was one, he was 13. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about where did he learn certain behaviors and who raped him? Hello, somebody. Can we talk about it? It said it was raping on him. Cause, girl, some the black family. We got some stuff. Hello, and we never want to unpack it. Never want to unpack it. Want to go on the plane and pay the extra hundred dollars for the fifty pounds over for the luggage for what? You don't even need it. Go go away for a five day vacation. Five day vacation. Don't even wear the twenty outfits you done packed and wasted a hundred dollars extra for. So why are you carrying it on the flight? Carrying like Erica Badu. Bag lady. Okay, you better pack light. That's what uh Queen Naja said. Pack light. You got some stuff, and I, you know what, Jessica, Jessica, Jess, I commend you. <laughs> oh, I just call you Jess. Could you talk about Jess? Jess, I, I, I commend you for even acknowledging it, and that's part of your story. So now you got to write your book. I know. But you, I want you to, like you said, you've been journaling. If you kept all your journals, that's powerful stuff. You will see how you've grown over eighteen years. Yep. And I, I, and you know, I talk about that in the book, how like my journal and like was negative as hell. Like, <laughs> I know. I seen that. I said, Oh Jesus. She was on the dark side. I can't stand life. Oh, I want to wear black. Like an emo. I said, I said, where's the holy water? Bless her. Bless her holiday. Bless her. Cause there's something going on. What Listen, was... <laughs> and then over time, my, my, journal you know they got a little better and because at first i even i was gonna have a book come out at that time i remember in silence um i scrapped that whole thing because i'm like you're not suffering in silence anymore you're speaking out and i just felt everything was so dark and so this book coming out at this time the timing is perfect so jessica jessica <laughs> jess why you have me one call me that is not me that is all you you try to be on some professional type time <laughs> That's what I'm like. Okay, what is what is she what is she going on? What is what does she got going on here? I'm telling you, it's this man. This man got her over here losing the mind a little bit. Let me stop playing. Who is Jessica Rabbit? Isn't that a porn lady? Oh yeah, she was one of the cartoons. Like she was a seductress, like kind of type of oh, yeah. female. So Jess, when you you've got so you probably got stuff you need to unpack. I want you to do this journal. The first journal exercise is so made for you. Write a short essay to your younger self. You know what's crazy? Take it back to that twelve, your twelve-year-old. You know what's crazy? A lot of what you have in your journal, I was like, wow, my therapist had me do this. So therapy. So I said, oh wow, look what happens when you actually have people who are black people. Because I've been, I've been in therapy literally the last six years. Um, because I was in, I had an ex-fiance, which people don't even know. Um, which it got into a domestic dispute and got a little crazy, um, where I blacked out and I don't remember really what happened. And I'm like, yeah, there's, I'm not really mad at you as my ex-fiance per se, as I am with myself when there's something I'm battling that, that's what I said, again, addressing my toxicity, I'm projecting it on you 
but it's really my own internal demons I need to address. So I said at that point, when that happened, I'm like, nah, I can't go through life. I'm getting too old for this. Like, I'm, if I'm supposed to be growing up and saying, oh, I got to act my age, I got to really put my money where my mouth is. So I literally went to therapy the next day. I was like, okay, doc, where do we start? She was like, unfortunately, what you think, we're not going to start with, with the whole ex-fiance thing. We got to start from the beginning. So the parents are where we're starting. I said, oh, great. Right. Yeah. Phenomenal. Start with the parents. And I was like, well, this is great. Because I that within itself, my family dynamic is so different. It's like a blended family, semi-functional, dysfunctional. Um, right. Because I have older sisters who are like 47, 46. One just moved to Charlotte and I'm the baby. But they have the same mother and father. We just share a father. So it's a different dynamic and I think with them them having my mom first before I when I physically came in it's like well you stole our mom from us well girl I can't help that I didn't ask to be here y'all like 16 17 y'all y'all can't y'all should be what's the matter you know what's interesting too we say start with the parents but then if you start at the parents you gotta look at their history hello somebody my, my mother and father father got traumas that you ain't never seen then you gotta go to that you gotta look at your lineage hello so my father's father was gone through segregation and slavery and all that like literally because my father's 84 so you already know his father was in slavery exactly <laughs> you know, or right at the end of it on the cotton fields or like leaving you know right so you can't it's very you can always say, you know, the parents and who raised them. It's like, well, then who raised them? And right. Just keep going on and on. So when you talk about resilience, and I and I, there's a chapter in here where I say you can't put a band aid on a bullet wound. Oh yeah, I love that chapter. Cause I was definitely trying to do that. What? Kept picking at it and it was getting infected every time I kept picking at the scab. Cause baby girl, just leave. You got shot. Hello. You over here with a, a shot. You got shot and, and you talking about give me a band aid. No, girl, you need to go to the hospital. Hello? And you need stitch, and we got to take the bullet out. Hello? Because that's what I said. I'm, how, how, how are you going to handle that? And I and I think that is good that you said that you have to address and look at, like, their history. Because unlike many kids, I was fortunate enough to live with my grandma. I lived with my grandmother and my mother. And my grandmother was born in 1920. So having that, seeing her dynamic being raised in the deep south and being 1920 with nothing further than a third grade third grade education then you have my mother and who was born in 1954 it's like y'all was darn born during some times it's like yeah there's some things going on in the dynamic of my grandfather and my grandmother because he was a world war ii power trooper y'all seen some stuff and my grandmother passed at 93 in 2014 so, like, she's seen some stuff. So, I'm like, yeah, it, it does go back to, but I know I would, oh, like I always tell my mom, I'm trying to break generational curses. I said, but this shit is tiring. Okay. Cause she's like, well, somebody got to do it. I'm like, yeah, but it's like, yeah. you're stuck in your ways. And I've learned also with my parents, there's some things that you're not going to grow out of because you're just so embedded in your, your ways that I either have to accept it or just not be bothered. And there's some things I just don't address with my parents. It's just like, listen, you ain't going to go through one and out the other because you know you, it's the whole I'm an adult. I know better. And it's like, but baby, I'm going to therapy, which you're not doing. So I'm trying to help you help yourself. Right. But like Yana Bonzant told us, 
You gotta sometimes you gotta leave people where they are. Hello. Let them be. You can't change other people. You can only change yourself. Hello. So we we're a generation. You know, your generation and up. Maybe stopping before my, my way before my mother's generation. You know, we like therapy. My mother went to a therapist one time and talked about, "I'm cured, girl." Blah. <laughs> Leave Mama Brenda alone. After Iyala Vanzant, you know they got a therapist. She went one time and said she ain't like the lady, and she said she was fixed. I was like, oh, "Okay." Because <laughs> I can definitely hear her saying it. <laughs> you know she said it. Because <laughs> Mama Brenda had no feel. <laughs> Even on TV, she was like, I don't care. She went in there giving that therapist probably the business. But that generation, they don't believe in therapy. They I'm don't. I'm glad that we do. Um, I think therapy is, is is important. I, If you notice throughout the book, I say to get a therapist all throughout the doggone book. And you definitely do. And, and that's another thing that you touched on, too, because you even spoke about the financial aspect of your resilience. Mm. That was like... Baby, what? Ex-husband done drug it down in the mud like this? People don't want to talk about that. So I, for me, I categorize resilience in four categories. Personal resilience, professional resilience, right? That right. Losing a job, losing a deal, some kind of setback in your professional life. Um, personal resilience, we all know those are personal issues. And then um, financial resilience. You can lose it all. You know, lose everything, lose your money, financial. You, we often need financial resilience. How do you bounce back after having your credit score go in the toilet or losing all, losing money? Or, you know, for me, I came out of a nine and a half year relationship, so I kind of had to start over in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, God has blessed me, did his thing. I'm, I'm better off now than I was then, uh, literally. Um, and then that fourth one is spiritual resilience. That's major. Personal, professional, financial, and spiritual resilience. And there's a little exercise on spiritual resilience in, in the book. But, sis, we be needing to tap into all of them. <laughs> Listen, because when I read that, I said, oh, she was in Florida for a little bit. I was over here, first of all, because I'm so used to the Dr. Salisha on, on social media. But even though I've had a, a dose of Leisha. I'm just like, well, gosh, damn, she went through this too. That's why I can put the book down. I was just so intrigued to listen to hear the story. Girl, I told my business now. Um, I lived in Florida. That was another thing. Again, graduated from Southern Illinois University. This was in 95. Uh, I graduated in August. So I was, I was done with school in August, um, you know, right after the summer because I had to go to summer school. Um, and then at Christmas, 95, 1995. I flew to Tampa, Florida to be with my boyfriend at the time, who I ended up <laughs> marrying, who I ended up divorcing, um, who was my college sweetheart, which was, we were not equally yoked, total disaster. Um, but I lived in Florida for a while. I, I mean, I like the experience, you know, I, I, everything I've gone through, I mean, I, I, you know, it is what it is. It is. But again, there's me flying on a plane, Go be with a man. I just, I'm just. Uh, but you're afraid to fly. But you're afraid to fly. That's the that's the part that got me. Moved across the country. <laughs> okay, when I read that too, how you and Celeste just packed up and rode drove to New York, I said, "Oh, sis was on a mission." Okay. Oh, you like that? Oh, 
Yes. You guys got to get the book. Yes. That's, a, that's an important thing, too. I learned, too, you can't be afraid to make moves. Moving to New York was one of the best decisions I've, I've ever made professionally because Chicago was getting a little different and, and I was going to be stagnant. The music industry, if you wanted to make moves in music or entertainment, you had to be either in New York or L.A. at that time. Now it's New York, L.A., Atlanta. So, you know, I... It's crazy. I, you know, I had a house there. I found somebody, Selena's um, old dancers, one of her dancers at the time who later passed away, Lestatia. Um, she rented it out for me, rented out my house, and I packed up and moved. I took a position at Berkeley College in 2008. And, you know, we we were at R. Kelly's house the night before I moved. I didn't get into four. I seen it. I read that. I said, little party animal. That's what y'all be doing in the shop? Y'all shot town girls is something else. Listen, I was like, let's celebrate my movie. We went to Robert's house because he was always throwing a doggone party. I'm sorry, that just is what it is. That was years ago. I didn't see anything. I don't know anything. <laughs> but, you know, we were, I was, hey, I was a little, you know, I was like, hey, let's make it happen. Moved in. The day we, the day we finally got there. Wasn't it the same day you started teaching too? You pretty much moved in and started teaching? I, class. I walked in like, hello, everybody. <laughs> Insane. In freaking insane. In freaking insane. And I think the part that had me laughing, which I shouldn't have laughed, it was just when y'all said when you discussed about how you and Selena both had husbands, brought them on the tour, and y'all literally tried to lead them in the hotel room to go have y'all own fun because y'all was just tired of it. It was both and we both divorced her. <laughs> it was both the fool. And it's just crazy. And I think that's crazy for me because I've read Selena's book. So I'm like, look at how much they actually like they're intertwined with stories and like the time frames and the timeline. Right, but with Selena's Selena's book was a little different kind of direction. When she writes her bio bio. Oh child. I don't think we're ready for that. I don't think the people ready for that one. Oh, they're ready. Cause I feel like there's some there's a story. There's a, I, I know there's going to be some real stories in that one because, again, I don't know. People might not know this, but Hit On Me was the how I got introduced to Selena in the first place because I was in an abusive relationship. And I just was like, it came on. Yes, it came on. And I was like, yo, this, I got to, in the words just spoke. And not, from that point on, it's just been diehard fan, you know? I just. And you know, when you, when you think about it, you know, music is, music is healing. You know, music is healing. Um, and then, too, in my second book, I want to put more of the musical journey, too, and some of the songs that influenced my life. And music is, is very healing in it. And, um, you know, it's been a big part of my life. You know, I'm, I'm excited about my next part of my life and um, doing stuff in TV. And it's, um, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting journey that I've been on. Um, I'm my watch really just talk to me yeah it's an interesting journey <laughs> that i've been on and you know it's it's one thing you know losing the baby in 2013 fast forward six years later and then i find out i have breast cancer that's a whole listen and and speaking on that oh. okay because you wrote this you made it clear like hey i wrote this during the pandemic and i feel like so what just compelled you to be like, you know what? I'm about to just write this book. I'm about to just speak my truth. Well, I, don't, 
couple like pages. Um, the going through breast cancer that was like the end of 2019. So coming into 2020, I was like, "Huh, it's New Year! Oh my God, yes, it's our centennial." I knew. <laughs> Centennial. We had all these things planned. We had festivals. I went to we had went to South Africa. I went to South Africa after I finished my radiation. I booked the festival then. Then we had another festival in February in South Africa, and um, we really were just you know I was six when the pandemic hit. I was six months post and six months post my breast cancer surgery, but four months post you know the radiation so I was, i'm still in recovery mm -hmm. at that time and i flew to atlanta to um you know school i teach it and went online because of the pandemic right. so it's gonna stay online flew to atlanta to stay with selena during the pandemic and we would just locked ourselves in the house and we was in there like motown like making up a woman edits in this room Selena filming yoga segments over here. I'm in the room writing a book. Like we literally got so much shit done. <laughs> we was like, I kept saying we Motown, y'all. We up in here like Motown. Okay. Um, y'all was able to sprinkle was, a little TikToks in there here and there, a little TikTok uh action here right, and there. So it's hard to get Selena to do it TikTok. <laughs> it's hard to get her to do stuff. Um but I felt like this was the moment, this was the time. I had the time, your focus, you can't go anywhere. Right. And I uh, was going through the breakup. That was, I started therapy. And so I'm like, I got stuff to say. And uh, it, I finished it, you know, before the end of, you know, I flew back to New York in May. So I finished it in May of 2020. Yeah. Sheesh. But, you know, I think any, anybody can write a book. Um, there are editors out there that can help you with the edit process afterwards. It's really been a great experience, and that's why I'm just trying to promote it as much as possible. I'm trying to get people to know that whatever you're going through, it's okay. You can get through it. Don't don't be afraid to cry, scream, okay. shout, but you can still get through it. Um, but there are some ways that you have to – there's some ways you got to move. Like you said, we can't be just – had and everything all the time and sweeping stuff under the rug. Okay. Because it's a silent killer. It's a silent killer. And then stress. Oh, you don't want to get taken out with stress. So we, there are ways we can survive and thrive. And this world is abundant. Plenty enough. Plenty on this earth to, to have a great life. And so the book, I, I really love it. It debuted number one, new release. Yes. Amazon. All breast cancer books, which... Totally blew my mind. I don't know yeah. why, because I wasn't shocked. I expected that. Well, well, I'm just saying the fact that I'm like I'm a new breast cancer survivor, and it was like it was just weird. I was just like, oh, God, you were just in awe, like, oh my gosh, this is me. This is me. This is this is what I did. <laughs> I did this. I a breast cancer, and I'm sitting here, and this sucker stayed number one for some weeks. So I was just like, oh, like. Oh. <laughs> So I'm just trying to promote it, and thank you for having me on your show too. too. I mean, I, I I was it, I was bound to happen. I've been waiting. I'm like I have to get Talisha on here, especially because I as you guys know, we've had Cherie on here last like three seasons ago, two seasons ago. Um, so I was like, it's only ideal because I feel like I call them the triple threat: Selena, Salisha, and Cherie. 
they're to me they're the triple threat i i call them the big three because how often do you see three black women actually cohesively work together to really try to formulate and make their own lane it's not it's rare oh they be trying me now <laughs> we, we make it work but don't don't get it twisted oh i already know because i already know with selena that's a whole virgo so that's within itself that's the answer we already know how that go Lord Jesus, be offense, and you and you too grounded and earthy being a Capricorn. So I don't understand. Just wanna be. <laughs> I just don't understand. I wish I would have seen this one night when they were on live and Salisha was trying so hard to leave. They just wouldn't let this poor child leave. She had spin class in the morning. They just didn't respect her time. Did you see that? <laughs> Did you see that? And I was like, guys, <laughs> we gotta cut it. I was leaving. I was leaving out the live. People was just like, she was over here doing her skincare routine. They still didn't get the picture. Skincare routine. I'm just like, listen. Because Selena decided to want to be outroverted that day, which is her word. It's a joke. Outrover. She wanted to be outroverted that night. <laughs> and it's hard to pull her to get on the line. She walks. We sat on there for three hours. Three hours while she colored. While she colored. Yeah, definitely do. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. So you're an angel mom and breast cancer survivor, as you already stated. And many women face that and really share. Like, what compelled you to feel like, like you said, you're recently new a breast cancer survivor. What compelled you to say, like, you know what? I need to speak out because not enough stories are being told for people to relate. Especially for black women. Exactly. Um, and that's why I love you know, I launched a virtual book tour, so it's all going to be online. I'm going to read excerpts from my book and kind of talk about all of some of the issues. Um, but my journey with breast cancer is not unique. It's just black women are disproportionately impacted by breast cancer. Agreed. Um, I had ERPR positive breast cancer, which you guys may not know, but it's estrogen, progesterone strong. The cancer was growing in, you know, in my breast. I had to get a lumpectomy. And, I, you know, a soror of mine just texted me about, she just had her surgery, a lumpectomy and radiation. Mm. Just finished. It's just like, they just pop it up everywhere. <laughs> and we're disproportionately affected. But when you go down to the Susan G. Coleman page, you see white faces. Or all of these breast cancer mm. um, foundations, you see white faces. So, more white faces. So, I wanted to speak out because... I was, again, I just lost 70 pounds. I'm thinking I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm thinking I'm jamming. And then it was like, and I felt a lump. But I was like, hold up. Story. You know, uh, but it's in my book. And right. It just totally changed my life because I was like, wow. This is this is interesting. So how has it been transitioning from that? Because like you like even you mentioned you have to change you had to change your routine. Like pay attention even to the smaller details of what you didn't know were primarily could be affecting your health, like inflammation, that kind of thing. Like how has that been transitioning? Uh, um, you know, eating a lot of antioxidants, blackberries, blueberries, everybody talks about me. I'm gonna eat my mushrooms and <laughs> my garlic and just trying to eat a lot of antioxidants. I'm boosting my immune. I take medical silver, um, supplements. I supplement down because I won't be getting COVID. Um, and people, you know, to each his own, I think everybody can do what they want. But I have been through way too much medically for me to take a vaccine. 
it's like I'm not ready to put something extra in my body. Right. You know what I'm it's like let me get cancer out. And the crazy and look and the craziness with this Johnson Johnson is just a little insane. If anybody's gonna take a vaccine, I think people should take Pfizer. But you know, plus I got Pfizer stock. But <laughs> <laughs> here she go. But you know, I'm gonna promote Pfizer. Um, I sold my Moderna because I don't trust them. Um, but you know, so I try to take care of myself. I'm right. I gained some weight in the pandemic, so I need to get rid of it. Child, her and is talking about her 20 pounds. I wish y'all could. Y'all gotta go look at her no, story, it's, it's IG a big story. Deal because they feel it. I feel like, Ugh. and um, I'm on tamoxifen, which is a cancer blocking drug that causes weight gain it causes all types of foolery so that's why i, I don't wish breast cancer on anybody because they want you to take this pill for five years i'm like you want me to gain five years me? they really said 10 but i, was I know i know you lie that is a long time that's like watching a child go from the beginning stages of life all the way to freaking kindergarten like are we serious here that's a lot Sis, sis. So, you know, I'm just trying to minimize the toxins in my body. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Heard you. You know, so I learned a lot. I, le I learned so much about, like, because I'm, you know, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm a researcher, <clears throat> investigator. I'm, I'm they, Capricorns are the FBI. I know. I got a best friend that's one. F that's the FBI, CIA. That's the whole agency in one. You ain't got to worry about nothing. They're going to find the answer. They're going to find the answer. Trust and believe, and they're gonna check you if you're wrong too, and educate you in the process. Believe that. What's crazy is I can't find my ex-husband. Okay, because I'm <coughs> 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 just to let him know, because I had to divorce him without him even being around. Yeah, girl, it's, it's I think it's in my book. I don't know. It's gonna go in. The no, book. you ain't put it in that book because I would remember that. Yeah, I had to go through the divorce without him even knowing because he didn't sign the papers. I tried to serve him the papers. We couldn't find him. So I had to go through all means. And I'm like, let me find this man to let him know, you know, it's 18 years, 19, no, 18 years later, you know, no, 17 years later, we are divorced. But um, do he even know it? I mean, you know, sir, don't you, don't you want to get married again? You know, I, Yeah, right. Like. You know, he just ran up. I mean, he just left. He was gone with the wind. The judge, the judge called it abandonment. And I'm like, do you, I know you looking and looking on my pages. I know you see me now. You, you <laughs> looking like, dang, I dropped the ball with that one. You dropped the ball on this one, son. You dropped the ball with that one. Sheesh, look at her. Again, look, look at her. She doing better and better every day. Yeah. Cause I got some exes that still my ex. Let me. I ain't gonna go there. My ex fiance is a little cuckoo for cocoa puffs. So is my ex. So we just. Ugh. I just had to learn. Look, I had to learn. I'm like, listen. Just because they apologize, don't mean y'all have to have a relationship. Just take it for what it is. Address what you've addressed and keep it pushing. Cause some doors don't need to be reopened. Just leave them where they at. That's true. That is true. I I don't. You know, hate any of my exes, ex-boyfriends or ex-husbands. But, um, and I still talk to some of them every once in a while. But, you know, I just, I, I make, it, it, I don't know. People are always like, Salisha, you stay friends with your exes. It's not that I stay friends. It's just like, it is what it is. Right. I my part, I did. But I know for a fact, like I said in my book, every ex-boyfriend has cheated on me. 
So I can stand firm. That part, you know how bad I wanted to. Re- I wish she was. A fr- I was like, I want to slap her. I want to slap her. I said what I said. I said what I said. I said her hopeless, hopeless romantic ass just, just codependent and just don't want to, just don't want to let it go. Just don't want to. If it, if it walk like a duck, quack like a duck, then it's a duck. Oh no, it's it's a rabbit. It's a rabbit. I'm gonna see it as a rabbit because it's just fluffy fur and it just give me everything I need. Like that's how I looked at it as when I read it. I said, Leisha, really. And you knew they was cheating. And you st- really? We gonna do I this? Have to give people chances. <laughs> and you said it. And this is probably why I just had to learn that I just can't give everything to everybody. I just gotta be more cautious. I'm like, girl. You know, but you know, women will take you back. Men, they can't handle. Oh yeah, it's too much for them. It's way too much. Don't even look down to even a text message. Was you? Nope. We about to break up. Like, sir, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. When you're in a relationship, it's just it's really weird. But you know, I learned from that too. You know why? Why I saw my father cheat on my mother. You know, I saw a lot of the men in my family be cheaters. I saw a lot of the women in my family marry and date cheaters and keep them. Um, cheating really isn't a deal breaker. It it just depends. But um, now it, for me, I still look at cheating a little differently. Um, I don't know. And I never depends. knew also that you got. Depends on how they cheat. Now, you cheating out there with, well, you know, you ain't, are you using protection? Like, okay. This, this, it's too risky. It's too. It's too risky. And then with your health, it's like, you can't be coming over here giving me nothing, child. I, I don't need nothing. I can't afford. I can't afford. The unexpected, yeah. no. And I never knew, also reading your book, that you guys had a half-brother. I never knew that. That was something. Yes, well, you know, you, um, no. Well, you know the, my older sister, Michelle. Yes. I've seen her on social so, media. So my father had three kids before he married my mother. So he was married before. So he had Michelle, Antoinette, which is my older sister. But she passed away a couple years ago. And then he has a son named Anthony. Mm. I, don't, I don't know where he is. His nickname is Pookie. I don't know where he is. Everybody got a Pookie in the family. Everybody got a Pookie. He's somewhere. He is, he is Chicago. So we're just really close to Michelle. And then Michelle has four kids. One of her sons passed away. So we're close to. Um, and then she has a daughter, Silvana. She has a, a son. Um, who is my our age? He's forty. He's a he's a sergeant in the police department, and then she has a daughter, Devana. You probably seen us post about Devana, who's the Delta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she out here doing big things. Okay. No, we told her to be a Zeta girl. We said it's legacy. She became a Delta. So. And that's what they told me to be an AKA. And then I said, no, that's not me. I could be a legacy. No. She was going to U of I, so Deltas made fit pretty strong there you know so it also mm-hmm. is school. this is but true this is true everybody gotta you gotta let the younger generation do what they want to do you know i mean you know it was gonna happen because there's then, we got we got a whole side of a, another family so i mean you ain't the only one everybody do i think at this point <laughs> papa was a rope hey mine okay. was too and he never had his hat laid anywhere too long so let's just <laughs> we know that for sure hello somebody so you're an angel mom and breast cancer survivor. So after, okay, we discussed that part. So you're, you recently added the title of executive producer to your long list of things that you do. So how was that journey? You know, 
Um, I'm in the middle of a project right now that I want to totally run away from. Oh, gosh. Um, so we are executive producing um, a Mother's Day special for Fox Soul. So just keep us in your prayers. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Um, we, we did, you know, Selena's projects last year, which is a docuseries, The Making of a Woman. Um, and I just I did my own show, The Startup. Um, as well as we did, um, Selena and I executive produced the Christmas special, The Making of a Woman. Um, and so it, it's, I love it. I love overseeing projects. I like to see things from start to finish. I love to see a plan come together. And I just, I, 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 I enjoy it. Um, it's a new income stream. It's a new hat I get to wear. And it's where I see myself going. I would love to turn maybe my book into some things. I would love to do some more projects, and I just like to. I like. It. I, I about to say, I could see you doing the book and turning into something because I love how y'all made you know couples therapy into a whole movie. That was yes, dope for me, and I like how y'all had for the the concert was amazing. Y'all did y'all did that. Concert was amazing. Y'all did that, and if y'all haven't so go cool. check out on Fox Soul, The Making of a Woman. There's three parts: executive producers. One of them being Dr. Salisha out here in these streets. So given you have worked with our fave media maven, Sheree Nicole of Sheree Nicole Media, and your sister slash client Grammy nominated Selena Johnson, how important do you feel it is to show Black Women United on projects? Um, I do think that's important. I think that's important. Um, and we're, I think we're kind of rare. You you know, you see Black women doing their thing, like Issa Rae, Shonda Rhimes, and they probably have Black women and employ black people mm -hmm. underneath them. Um, you may see them collaborate, you know, maybe a Ava DuVernay may collab with some, you know, Issa Rae or Sha or you may see, you know, black executives here that but I don't I haven't seen like three individual people that doing their own thing come together. That's what makes y'all rare. Y'all a unicorn for real for real. Yeah, I haven't seen that happen. So um it's interesting. It's interesting. Different personalities. You know, you got to balance those. But, you know, I teach this stuff in, in business. I teach organizational behavior. <laughs> I teach uh, managing difficult people. I teach, uh, you know, understanding personalities and all of these things. And so for me, it's um, it's fun. It's, it's um, exhilarating, but it's also liberating because it's like, so long, Selena and I used to have to rely on people for opportunities. Now mm -hmm. we can create. Oh, Y'all better do that. Well, I'm not gonna wait for you to open the door. I'm gonna make my own. I'm gonna bust this down, and I'm gonna see if I let you in. Though at that point, let me see if I. If you might be coming to me. Let me see if I let you in. Okay. You can't hate from outside the club when you can't even get in. Okay. So that's just how it's gonna be. But I think it's. Okay. I, I think it's important though for me. I think in my generation to see that physically able to be like yo you can come together and it's still a possibility to work together with other black women and be successful and you don't have to feel like it's a crab in the barrel mentality like we can come cohesively together and make it pop we can make some things shake because i don't want y'all to know they, they've been doing their thing on fox soul honey okay they've been doing their thing you can yeah you can and it's it's um Somebody else, if somebody else gets an opportunity, there's, you know, in the unit, it's, it's not going to affect you. You know, we got to stop the crabs in a barrel. Exactly. Type of thing. Just do your thing. You do your thing. 
And I think it's even more dope as a sprinkle little add a, a little razzle dazzle that y'all all sorors. So that makes it so like, huh, let me show y'all what we can do. Let me show y'all how. Common understanding, all from Chicago. Common understanding. Yeah. So I mean, one of them is your and sister. So you know, I I'll encourage any women out there if they're thinking about working together, um, just try it out, see what happens. Well, y'all doing it, and I'm work out. I'm proud of y'all. I'm proud of y'all. Well, thank you. And we do certain projects together. Of course, we have our own things. So, yeah. You know. Yes. So you know, we've just done certain projects in the past. So. So you're always working on a project, speaking of projects, because as you say, I am the brand. What can we expect next from you? More documentaries, a second book. It's called The Resilience Factor. Manifesting Miracles Through Mess. Ooh. Come on with the alliteration. Come on with the alliteration. And that's going to be a 365 daily meditation. I mean, daily journal type thing. Mm. So something for every day. How to manifest miracles through mess. The Resilience Factor. And we know we got a lot of it right now coming out this pandemic. So I'm sure there's a lot of mess to address. A lot of mess. Uh, you know, it's just mess in your life. Mess, you know, it's just, a, it's just, you know, when you think something looks like mess, you know. It is probably um, so not. I got a lot of stuff. My project list is long. So I'm trying to spread it out to end of the year, next year. And, um, well, you know, more importantly, something I'm really passionate about that a lot of people don't know. I just signed up to get my spin certification. Ooh. I'm a spinning. I love spinning, and um, I'm gonna get the certification. I just signed up to start, you know, the the whatever the modules, and hopefully I'll have that done by June. So we'll be adding spin instructor to your long list of titles. Great. Yes. Glad. Good to know. Good I'll to know. Maybe my on the road listen listen me and them spin seats don't ever work because i got too much junk in the trunk but you know you gotta get a jail seat sis get a jail seat. okay see people don't tell me about that but go ahead and plug yourself so people know where to find you follow catch up purchase the book get the bundle let them know what yes. come on sis plug it. you know you always like to do a shameless plug you, you good at this I'm very simple right now. Just go to my website, drsalisha.com. That's D-R-S-Y-L-E-E-C-I-A.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Salisha. Facebook, my fan page is Dr. Salisha Thompson. Twitter is at Salisha. LinkedIn is Salisha. So everything, just go to drsalisha.com and you can find me. Don't forget at Dr. Salisha Productions. Go there too. Go follow Dr. Salisha Productions. Follow everything I do. Period. Just, just, just keep up with it, cause she's gonna keep you informed. But definitely go get the book, The Resilience Factor. Like I told you guys before, ten out of ten. I'm an avid reader. Definitely needed the resilience after the past two weeks I had. So I'm like, wait, great timing, great timing. Awesome. So I appreciate you, sis, for coming on, being a part of the fan bam, and being on Just Be Real podcast. You know, it's been great having you, chatting it up. 
Thank you, Jess. Thank you for keeping it real. Okay. I try. No, definitely. I try. I was, I was trying to keep it cute for y'all because y'all know I'll be real ghetto, but I'm like, nah, with Alicia, I can't give y'all how I give it with my friends. You know, my little, little ghetto. Well, you, you did good. You know, I try. I try. But I appreciate you. And as I always say on air, let's... Yeah, you're the best. You're, you're just... The, I appreciate you taking time because this woman is busy. Okay? Busy, busy. I appreciate you taking the time. I thank you. And on air, let's keep it real. And as I always say, be real, be true, and be unapologetically you. I'll check you guys later.